That time has come. You're here at home with Linda and Drew Scott. Welcome. That was so weird. I was trying to be really epic with my like movie voice and then it, it just was- fell flat. <laughs> Welcome. And then that's more of that that's more of like wrestling. a wrestling ring. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll keep working on it. <laughs> but hello and thank you for joining us, everyone. Hi, welcome to at home. My voice just cracked like I'm a child. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, it's just like the good old days when I couldn't get a date in high school. What's that voice? Hi, nice What's to meet you. What's wrong with that voice? I don't know. It's no Don Juan. I think it's sexy. Really? Really? No, not really. No. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe if I also, you know, was going through puberty, I would think that was sexy. Maybe. I was too, when I was going through puberty, I was too focused on sports, having fun with Jonathan and Pedro. Pedro was our best friend in high school and uh, just goofing off to really worry about dating. For real? Yeah. When did you, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Pedro and Jonathan both were dating in high school. Um, they were dating or trying to date? Well, they weren't dating each other, but they were, <laughs> Pedro had a girlfriend. Jonathan was trying to date. I don't think he actually had a girlfriend. Um, but uh, I didn't. You didn't because I, you were- Too shy. Shy? I was shy. But did you feel a lot of pressure to date? Um, no, that's why I didn't feel any pressure. No, nobody in my circle pressured me uh, on that side because we were just having fun. Mm. You know, playing basketball and volleyball and hanging out and goofing off. Yeah. I literally, all of high school flies by. I had one girlfriend in elementary school, Aww. but we lived in different cities. So we How did saw you each meet? other. We, well, we were in the same karate dojo. Oh. And, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Carly? I think it was Carly. And um, anyway, we were in the same karate dojo with different clubs. And we saw each other at the Christmas party. She kissed me. We decided to date. We spoke a couple of times on the phone and then realized it's not going to work and we broke up. That's a pretty serious elementary I, I think school it was relationship. Yo, oh, but it was like like grandma kiss, like, huh, are we dating now? I guess we're dating. And that was it. And that was over after two calls. Carly, the karate girl. Yes, karate Carly. And then, um, yeah, all of high school, you know, there was a girl here or there that I liked it. I was too embarrassed to approach. And then that was it. High school was over. How about you? Yeah, I never approached anyone, I don't think. I had crushes, like long-term crushes. And then because you I would never. I would never. Um, no, I just wouldn't do anything about it and then it would just fizzle out. So what was your big passion in your high school days? Like what, if you weren't out there dating or looking to date, what <laughs> no. was taking up all your time? Uh, hanging out with the girls. We would go rollerblading, bike riding. We would play soccer. I had jobs. I, I'm, I'm picturing um, Greece, by the way. I'm picturing like, uh, you know, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John and you're Sandy and you're with your girls what? and you're just hanging out trying to look cool and good for the guys. That's what I'm picturing of you in high school. Mm, no, I wasn't cool. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Wait, what group were you? What, what was your clique? I always really enjoyed our high school because yes, there were cliques or, or our group of friends, but we never labeled ourselves or saw, our, saw ourselves as like the nerds or the jocks or cheerleaders or whatever. Wait, did like you we cheerlead? got along with, no. Were you, were you I, sporty? Yeah. So I played volleyball and did cross country and track. I know you weren't in the math club. <laughs> <laughs> she is not good at Definitely math. Definitely not. 
I'm working on it. I have no problem. Like I kind of felt I was a bit nerdy, but I actually liked it. We, but we, we got along with everybody. Kind of like you guys. Yeah. We got along with all the yeah, different Yeah, and that's what groups. I like. Like we didn't have to label ourselves. Aside from playing sports and stuff, what was your first real passion? Like I think I could do that as a career when you were in high school. Well, it all started with a birthday candle. What does that mean? Every single birthday, I would make a wish. And it would be the same wish every single year. Do you still make that same wish? Yeah, I do. What is it? Can you guess what it is? You want to make this world a happier place. Yes. Is it? Yes. Yes. I knew it was in there somewhere. Um, and have you yeah. been working towards that? I've been trying. I think yeah. you do. I think you make this world a much happier place. Thanks. What was your passion? As a kid, I knew like there's just something I didn't, I couldn't pinpoint it, but I just knew I was meant to do something big. I could be a teacher or whatever else it might be, but all of those things, no matter what it was, I still thought that there was something that I could do that could create huge change in this world. Hmm. I feel like you give off this perception of you having it all together and like knowing where you're going to go, you know, you, you have your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. Um, yeah. So so when I hear you say you still don't know what it is, that actually gets me really excited. You know, when you, kids have a sense of wonder and they have this creativity and, you know, they have no problem making mistakes and tripping up and learning from it and growing. But sometimes as adults, we can get into a grind where we just live to work or we just repeat the same motions and we, we lose that sense of wonder and, and, and fascination with the unknown or wanting to, you know, work hard towards something unknown. And I, uh, I never want to lose that. I think it's exciting to not know what next year will bring or the year after. Mm -hmm. And to know that you can create it, whatever mm -hmm. it is. We're going to continue working on this. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're going to figure out what that unknown is and we're going to make it known and then work hard and share towards it, with it. People. and share with everybody. And hopefully uh, be a part of it with everybody. Wait, what, what, where are we? Where are we? Well, this week we're chatting with Leanne and Steve Ford, who right. are absolutely amazing people. They are extremely creative. They're two of the biggest names on HGTV. They are siblings, which makes them our sibling rivalry. But not. But not really, a because we all get along and they're great. Yeah, because we love them, and I really enjoyed chatting with them. Mm -hmm. It it did feel like hanging out even though it was on Zoom and they're just so chill and real and relaxed. Yeah. But it was also really cool to hear their dynamic growing up. They have a sister Michelle as well, but to hear the sibling dynamic, um, you know, even though Leanne is the younger, she was always sort of like the one keeping Steve in bossing his place, them around. bossing him around. Isn't that how it always is? Yeah, well, I guess I'm as a little bossy. The baby of the family, you baby know. boss. That's my Boss nickname. Baby. Boss Baby. Uh, well, this was a lot of fun. And if you love HGTV, and who doesn't? then we know you're going to love this conversation with Leanne and Steve Ford. Enjoy, guys. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. 
he said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. <laughs> Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love Bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we supposed to um start filming season three of our show and everything's on pause so we were we were we were supposed to be in the beginning what the first month right now um i was supposed to be back in pittsburgh we were going to be filming you know full on and now we're just in a waiting pattern so how does it feel though i mean you guys you keep very steady with your clients outside of the show as well as on the show have you been able to do anything at all? At the design side, I take it you're pretty well shut down, but on construction, you know, here in LA, it's still considered essential in certain aspects. So is that keeping you busy, Steve? Well, I'm in Pittsburgh, so, and we're shut down. We can't work until hopefully next week, which has been really nice because I'm doing all my own projects and catching up on my own life. Yeah. Um, but I do look forward to getting back to work. So this is my question for you. Most contractors that I know make beautiful homes, but their own house is always a mess because they have all these unfinished projects. What is right. the most annoying unfinished project that you have at home that you've had for years that you just have never got around to doing? Um, well, I never did my closet, so I finally got a closet done. You did? During, the, during quarantine, yeah. Nice. Um, Do you want to give us I a also- tour? No, it's a disaster. <laughs> even though, even though there's cabinets and, and things, I I'm still trying to figure out how to use a real closet. <laughs> well, hey, if you need advice, yeah. um, I'm the closet Truth master. Yeah, are you? This is the thing. Most people, when you know, well, not most, but a lot of people, when they're designing a space or they're doing a renovation, I find if they're looking to sell. They never think of closets. They, they'll put in a beautiful kitchen. They'll put in a beautiful bathroom, but they always forget about closets. And then the first thing homeowners say when they walk into a house is, there are no closets or these closets are useless. So I'm right. like the closet organizer nerd. Um, yeah, I, we're, we, we're bad at closets. You're oh, bad see, at closets. I'll, I'll come in and I'll help out. I'm like, if the closet can be... Uh, place for the bathtub, then let's just lose the closet. <laughs> Says the lady obsessed with bathtubs. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. I heard you have three tubs in, like, you're so obsessed with bathtubs that you have, like, three in your house. Is that, like, all three in one room so you can, like, use this one for Monday and this one for Tuesday? I mean, I, let's just, that is true, but I only use the one, but it's not, it's, it's fine. I've had many a beautiful bathtub and bathroom. I mean, I'm on, we're on our fifth project and our breaking news is that um, Eric and I have just sold our house and we're moving back to Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. oh wow. Nice. Aw, I didn't know that. Fam. Now you're leaving us. 
leaving you guys. I mean, we had a chance. We had a chance to hang. In fact, your uh, your brother and his sweet girlfriend came over and checked the house out. I know. Um, I heard. We had so much fun with them. It was really quick and very... Um, I actually have no idea what either of them look like. You know, they had their masks <laughs> on everything, but... Well, they said it was um, beautiful. Your house, they said it was absolutely stunning and, uh, and you have nice views uh, as well. Yeah. And we like, and this is the best. We found this amazing house and this amazing neighborhood and we loved it. And we thought we were going to hunker down for a long time. And then everything happened with Corona and quarantine and it just changed everything. I, we just started talking about one, we liked the simplicity of let's work. Like that was big. We're like, wait a second. I, I would have been on a plane for, you know, three out of four days this last month. Like I would have missed all of this. And that was one big thing. But then also we just realized how much we can get done from home, which was major. Mm -hmm. And then my, you know, people who are talking about, they can't be with their families. I was like, wait, we're, we're out here on purpose and we're not with our family. Like if we're going to get stuck, if things are going to go crazy and it's hard to get on an airplane, then we want to get stuck at home. So home is Pittsburgh again. Home is Hi. Steve. You miss yeah. your brother. Oh, is that sweet? I can't wait to be an uncle. Oh, uh, yeah. You uncle. are an uncle, by the way. <laughs> well, now I'll get to spend time with my niece, and that'll be Aww. awesome. I know. That's the ever. other thing. She's so cute now. She's, I mean, she's pretty much <laughs> always been cute, but she's like becoming <laughs> such a cute little personality. She turned one in, in quarantine. We Aww. had a, a surprise party for her with all her stuffed animals. And so cute. Loved it. She had like cute. the best day ever. I mean, we, she had full full attention from us, you know. But that's the other thing is just bringing her home to be with um, Aunt Michelle and Uncle Stevie and Grandma. So well, we're gonna yeah. go find a garden and a grandma. That's what oh, we do. Nice. So I was gonna say. So Michelle is your other sister. Right? Yeah, she so calls the, herself the other sister. The other sister. Oh, yeah, I was, was going to say, so I hear you're a car guy and a bike guy, so you're restoring a Harley and an old F-150, right? Yeah, I was working on my bike, and then my car has taken over, and it's almost done. It's going to be amazing. You're so done? I, bought a, I have a, a 1979 Ford F-150 I bought like five years ago as a work truck, and it didn't get through the inspection. So I bought a bed. I was going to put a bed on it to get through inspection. And then that just turned into me restoring the whole car. So it's been, it's like I had the time. So I, I went for it. Nice. Now, what's the plan at the end? Once you restore it, are you actually going to use it as a work truck or it's going to be too nice to be a work truck? I mean, it's probably still going to be my work truck, but I'm going to be like terrified every time I putting garbage in there. You you're going yeah. to put some hydros in it, some hydraulics, and you're going to give it a, a kit and you're going to put in a boom box and <laughs> oh, yeah. tour town. I had an and old F-150. cover with like bubble wrap. <laughs> Whatever Wait, works. Steve, it's that fancy? You're making it that fancy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I might have to just get another work truck. <laughs> like a, like a big it. dump truck or something. You deserve it. I mean, I I had an F one fifty and then an F two fifty, and I loved it. That was one of my first work vehicle as well. Back when Jonathan and I started our construction, and are you I, still a truck guy, Drew? What's that? Are you still a truck guy? Do you still like trucks? I know. Overall, I like a car. I like a car that's classy. I mean, actually, my dream project that I'm working towards right now is finding an old uh, car, like a vintage car, like a, an old Aston Martin or a, a Jaguar or an MG, and then 
putting an electric um, engine in, so like a, like a Tesla um, battery, and then also um, tricking it out with all the latest tech. That's what I would love. So you have a classic look, but you have all the technology and electric uh, of today. So we'll make us a truck one. That's what I want, but in a truck version, please. A trick truck. A all trick right. truck. Yeah, I was. I'm like, I love old cars so much, and then I'm, then finally, I was thinking, you know what? I need a car where the windows open and where the lock works. Like, I kind of had a realization, like. Where maybe the air conditioning works. I mean, you know, just the little things. So, so are you, you going to give us the old look with the new car? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask with your 79 F-150. Are you keeping the crank or are you going to put in power windows? Oh, no, it's crank. No air conditioning. I bought a little fan that plugs into the cigarette lighter. I like how your fancy version of the truck is has a air conditioner in this. Cigarette lighter. A fan. A fan. Yeah. Just, you can see There's you drop those windows that you turn so they catch the air when you drive. Oh, those yeah. Work pretty good. You I have those. Keep moving. <laughs> I've got my eye on a uh, Lincoln Continental. That's my next one. Convertible. Oh, That's nice. That's real air conditioning. So then what are you more passionate about, construction or cars? Ooh. Um, well, cars is a hobby. You know, construction is my income. So it's like definitely cars. Yeah. No, I love, I mean, I just like making things. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it's more fun to make things uh, when it's, when there's not uh, someone telling you what to do. Yeah. I know yeah. you're talking about me. <laughs> someone telling you what to do. I know Leanne's like, like, don't get used to this. I know I'm coming or, back. <laughs> you know, it's nice. Yeah. I do like making things, whether it's for work or not. Uh, so if that's sort of your hobby and your passion, Leanne, aside from design, and I mean, everyone who talks about HGTV says you are one of the most amazing designers on the planet. Um, I mean, we even doing Rock the Block, I absolutely loved walking into your design and seeing the home that you did. But what's your passion aside from uh, real estate home design? Well, you know, I just think about Steven, like he has a car addiction, but sadly, I think I have a home addiction where, I mean, it's, it is just a creative outlet and the basics is you, I see something beat up and needs love and I can, I know what to do to fix it. So it becomes, I mean, the amount of houses I've designed in my brain and on paper that I never owned or never actually walked into, you know, um, is crazy. I just like it. It's my, it's an outlet for me. The problem is it's an art form that you need a bunch of people involved. Like how many, how many people have to call their brother when they want to create something? It gets very frustrating. You're like, where's the plumber? Where's the electrician? I do that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I like all things design. I actually, when I have brain space, I write a lot. Like, um, hmm. I write songs that my friends turn into. I wrote poetry that my friends turn into songs that are what? out, like that have been on the radio. Oh my what, gosh! Like what song? Um, there's a band called Escondido that I wrote a lot of um, the lyrics to. And they're on their third album. And then Nikki Lane, she's like a country twangy friend of mine. We wrote a Christmas song together Sweet. that's been out and on the radio. And like you can hear it in the department store when you're walking through. Do you see your name in the credits saying written by? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you have to cool. send us a link. I had no idea. Oh, hey, Leanne, whatever. What happened to the I Can't Dance Dance song? Oh, the Can't Dance Dance. That was my country song, but we better not talk about it because <sighs> it's not out yet. 
<laughs> I love the sound of I that. Wrote it, I wrote it 10 years ago, but uh, it still has got time. I mean, I wrote the theme song to Restored by the Fords. That was a song Escondido and I wrote together. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That is so cool. Can I hear you sing like two lines from one oh, of your songs? I don't think I write. I mean, I wish. She's also Man. like, nope. This is, oh, I thought we had something there. Uh, tell us a bit about the dynamic between you two growing up. So, I mean, now here you are in your work life. You're seen all over the world. People love your designs and uh, the renovations that you do. But you have your little sister bosses you around all day long, Steve. So how does this feel? Was it the same dynamic when you were kids? Oh, yeah. I mean, now I have three women bossing me around, not just Leanne. Don't forget. So it's Michelle, Leanne, and Aunt Jackie all bossing me around nonstop. Mom. And, Jackie's mom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jackie's mom. And now three nieces, which I'm sure they'll keep keep that tradition mm. alive. But, I mean, I've always been really kind of quiet and just uh, do what I'm, what I'm asked to do. <laughs> Really. So it's a I dynamic that works for you. That, it's kind of why we're here a lot, of, I think. You, you guys know? should see Leanne's face right now. She's like, I know. I, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I was wondering why she's making that face too. So how do you feel about that? Like growing up, what was the dynamic from your side of it? Uh, well, Steve definitely tried to avoid me at all costs. So I'm getting sweet, sweet revenge now. <laughs> I always wanted him to hang out with me. Like my friend, my my little best friend, Tracy Papp, we were, what, second grade or something. And we would always try to go hang out with Steve and he would not have it. Like we remember we were talking about, because we're still buddies, we are talking about, we'd put on boys clothes and go over and be like, hey, can we play basketball? Like <laughs> thinking they wouldn't know it was us. <laughs> It was not our best scheme, but um, like we really always wanted to, I wanted to hang out with Steve. Steve had these forts out in the woods. Um, and then when he wasn't there, I'd go decorate them, like take flowers and tablecloths and curtains. Um, and then I'd take it down before he got back. So he didn't know. Did you, did you know Steve? I have no idea. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's probably better that way. My buddies would have made fun of me. <laughs> there was like a fireplace in that one, Steve. I mean, he had a pretty intense oh, yeah. sports. So, so, so then you did, Wait, as these... a kid, you did design. Yeah. And as a kid, Steve did you construction. Were building. I had like forts lofted over creeks and like, they're pretty amazing actually. When you, I think about it, they're, they doubled as bridges for mountain bike riding. What? And yeah, this is cool. This is like a new, a new venture forts by the Fords. There you go. I'm in. I love that idea. Uh, so after your young days of fort building and whatnot, um, you, when you went off to college, so Steve, what did you study in college? I went for parks and recreation. So I was... Um, the forts. Steve I, well, I really, my goal was, I should have gone to college to begin with, but I did it. I graduated, pat myself on the back. But anyway, um, I was like, I was a raft guide. I was a manager of a raft company. I worked at a ski resort and ski patrol. But in between those things, I always did construction because that's how I made money because you don't really get paid a lot being a raft guide or a ski patroller. Uh, so I worked then, up in Banff where it's all like ski people and whatnot or, or guides. And all yeah. everyone did was make enough money to spend it at the bar on the weekend. Yep, that's it. And so did well, you I think always you... said the day that Steve's diploma arrived, it said um, a Bachelor of Recreation. I was like, of course. Of you know, course. <laughs> of course. Steve figured out how to cheat the system. <laughs> so then how, At how West about... Virginia University, nonetheless. There you go. 
I think it's perfect. We have our our niece is uh, going to university right now. She's taking uh, forestry. uh, Forestry. And it's the same sort of thing. Like uh, I said, her, so yeah. in the end, what's your degree? And she's like, oh. but now she's <laughs> shifting more into land. She wants to be a landscape architect, which is awesome. Ooh, so that is a great career for her. And she has a very good eye for design too. So. What town is she in? She's in Vancouver. Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. her. We need her over here. We'll send her to Pittsburgh. hundred percent. I feel so, like that's a, like that's something that I think I could get into not designing, but just, you know, caring more about, the space and the trees mm-hmm. and the gardens. And like, I think even I'm down, it makes outdoors so much more appealing, you know? Yeah. It's garden. It's all about, yes. I'm not in the chickens mode, but. Oh, I'm getting some. You are? are you? Yeah. Oh, really? At, at your place. Very loud. At your place there now? Yeah. So we just finished our garden. It's all planted. It's still, you know, we're on the borderline of, uh, every once in a while I get cold nights, but I am, uh, I was actually supposed to go look at some chickens today. Um, I have some friends that with chicken experience, they were going to give me a little <laughs> lesson, but we're going to get some chickens here at my place. I think we're going to get four to six chickens. Wait, what, is, what do you mean though? Like a chicken expert that gives you advice? Like what, what there's a well, chicken so that lays an egg. My situation was I want chickens, but if it doesn't work out, I'm not making chicken wings. You know, I wanted to like <laughs> give my chickens to someone else. So I'm not, I just want eggs. I'm not eating. I'm not a killer. Right? Yeah. So I called my friend that has chickens. I said, Hey, can I get a tour of how you do chickens and a lesson on, you know, feeding and caring for and like they have to live in your house apparently for the first couple weeks. Oh. And if it doesn't work out, will you take these chickens off my hands? So and they said, I love How chicken sandwiches. How do you handle sandwiches. chickens and a dog? I'm hoping they'll be really good friends. Uh, but if they're not, chicken soup. What? No. <laughs> well, what if they're Don't tougher than your dog? Out. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, I have a pit bull. Oh, okay. The chickens are probably not going to uh, take down your pit bull. Oh. <laughs> she just oh. licked her chops. She's like, yeah. Yes. She's like, yeah, I did. Bring them. Oh, I think Those she'll chickens. be okay with them. I think she'll have fun with them. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you heard of the Instagram account Drinking with Chickens? No. Okay, check it out. I'm looking at it now. They have a whole bunch of chickens and cool cocktail posts, and they also have dogs. So they can live happily ever after. And, and they can drink. Chickens can drink, yeah. apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know about so the drinking. But. With your, your outdoor space in your garden, I mean, Linda and I are the same. We, we, we love the Zen feel of having a lot of greenery, um, having an outdoor space where right now we have two different gardens that we're building. We have uh, your mm-hmm. you know typical garden with your dirt and fertilizer and whatnot. Um, but we're, we're trying to do a very organic uh, growth. And then we have a hydroponics system. It's a, it's a tower and you have, there's no dirt, but you have all of your, uh, it uses 95% less water. Apparently it grows three times as fast. So between the two, we're seeing which we love more of. But Fun. Yeah, Our dream is to have a, farm and yeah. live on that. Ooh, in what massive, town? A massive community garden. We haven't thought about that because yeah. we don't, we love California, but I mean, you know, also our family are from Canada. So we love like where my parents live up in the Rocky mountains is stunning, but that's really far North and cold in the winter. There's conveniences to being in the city and, and, and whatnot. And I've, I've lived in condos in the past as well. And there's some conveniences to that. But at the end of the day, I just love the outdoors. I grew up on a ranch Linda's the same. She's always loved the outdoors. So 
having that sort of space to move and, and grow. And I think also for kids, it's nice to have that mm-hmm. space too. How many times have you moved? I know. Did I just miss the, the announcement? Oh, sorry. It, you, you cut out again. Try that again. How many times have you moved um, in your adult life? Wait, How before that, what announcement did we just miss? You were talking about babies. Oh, oh. We were? oh no. No announcement yet. <laughs> But I will. I thought Steve had an announcement. Yeah. When uh, when are when are your babies coming, Steve? The baby baby chicken chicken. will be here in a couple weeks. Nice. Well, we can't wait to meet them. I just want to say I too do not have an announcement in case anybody cares. (laughs) All right. Perfect. You're like one and done. Yeah. Yeah. Once we started renovating houses, though, JD, Jonathan, and me, we literally were moving every. Six weeks to ten weeks, like it was. So you, guys so you were live. living in your contract in your construction. We were, and that was hell. I absolutely yeah. detested. And anyone who ever says we're going to try and save money, we're going to live in our renovation while we do it. Any homeowners, especially families with kids, I say to them don't do it. One, that is the road straight to divorce. Uh, two, it's hell breaking up with uh, waking up with a sore throat every morning and from the dust. But we did it. We did it because we were trying to save money and we would we were doing, you know, flipping houses every two months basically for a little while or, or two to four months, depending on the size of the house. And we we're making a bit along the way. But then I look back now and I'm like, it was hell. But that was our, our business, our real estate company, when we were, you know, helping clients buy and sell homes after a while, Property Brothers came from that because we would say to them, Well, before you sell it, why don't you fix up the house? Because we could make this beautiful and you can get more money. Or when they're moving into it, we say, why don't we buy this house? And then we can do the renovations so that we were doing both the real estate and the construction. And then we we had a business where we had a moving truck and then we had some sternage, some furniture and storage and we would come in and stage the home for people that needed it, helped it sell quicker and faster. We get a better commission off of it and then we move to the next. So with you guys in your younger years, though, have you, has your personalities changed much, do you find, or is it still the same dynamic? We always talk about how we love that we can like go to separate houses at the end of a shooting day, right? Like we don't have to get in the car and go the same place, which I think is big. I mean, I think the success of our show has been because people like the dynamic of siblings. And um, I think that's a big thing they love about you guys too. But they, you know, for us, like they love watching siblings. I'm the little sister who seems to be bossy than Steve, you know, bossing Steve around. And um, and like either you have a sibling and you relate to the dynamic or you kind of wish you did. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. You had been doing design for years. You started in fashion, uh, clothing fashion, and then moved into uh, interior design. And then Steve, you were doing other jobs and kept coming back for uh, to construction, which paid the bills. How did you guys start working together? Was it a, a from the get-go or did you realize at some point, you know what, we should work together, we, we work well? You know, first of all, I need to get you our book. I'm going to make you read our book, Work in Progress. 
So Steve and I wrote a book about our the kind of the like the journey into HGTV and how we grew up in a creative um, childhood that kind of allowed us to to create and not be afraid of failing and you know all of these fun stories. Are in it. I'm going to send it to you because I know you got free time now for the first time in your lives. Lots of free but, time. Um, but we did up. so. So I was doing um, fashion as a creative director and, and a stylist, and I fixed up this little one-room schoolhouse in um, Pittsburgh. And I wanted to do this bathroom where the, the tub was in the shower under the slanted roof because it was a little house and nobody would do it. I called three different bathroom companies and everyone said, you can't do it. You can't do it. I've never seen that. So I called Steve. I was like, I need your help. So Steve and his buddies would come over and we would just give them uh, tequila, beer, never money. money. (laughs) We just like make sure that there was food and drinks and we put music on. And really that's how we made this house was um, through the kindness of Steve and his buddies. And that turned into, that was um, on in country living magazine. So they had heard about me through a friend. Wait, and, how old uh, were you at that point? How you, how old were you guys? Like in your twenties? Yeah, uh, this is probably ten years ago. I think yeah. I would say like twenty nine. She was probably twenty six or something. Mm. Yeah, but I was. What I was. The reason I helped was because she would just start tearing holes in her house and just be living. You know, just be like, oh, I'm going to take this out with no plan to put it back together, <laughs> except for this vision. And I felt bad for her. So yeah. I was like, all right, we'll come over. And I mean, basically she would tear something down and we would put it back together. And that's how it worked. That's right. And it works. That's like, a, that's a so great I don't recommend signal. anybody do this because it's, it's not good for most relationships. Yeah. Turns well, out fine for us. <laughs> got your TV show. Oops, there's that another TV hole. Show. So that, that article, oh, oh, the same time that was happening, our friend Peter Barbie told his friend who was looking for HGTV um, shows talent, his friend, Lindsay Widehorn about what was going on in Pittsburgh. And, um, and it was probably six years from when I talked to her for the first time to when we actually filmed something. And sure enough, they called and I don't think we really even realized what we were getting into. I think it was, we kind of signed up to do this right before um, HGTV wasn't such the phenomenon it is now, you know, thanks to people like you, by the way, but like it is, it is, it wasn't as big or talked about. I mean, it was just this channel that did home repair stuff and we loved it. And now it's, you know, it's part of culture. We just didn't know what we were signing up for. I pitched Steve. I said, I work with my brother. If you're interested in hearing about that and Man, they loved that idea. I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> you actually told me that she was the one who sort of like pulled you into this whole TV thing. You didn't want to do it in the beginning. So what what did no, you think I, about that? I would never say I didn't want to do it. I just didn't think anything would ever come of it. I was. She said, hey, do you want to do a TV show? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, that sounds better than just doing construction my whole life. So like, let's let's do that. Yeah. yeah. I, and I never thought for a second it was going to happen, you know, and then we got a pilot and we got through that. And I was like, I think that might be it. We might never do another one again. We never know, you know, and then you get through another season. You're like, I don't know if they'll ever call us back again. 
you're real people and you're so easygoing. And I think that's, it's nice to, to feel that energy. Yeah. And, and just that mm-hmm. outlook you were describing, Steve, that you don't, I mean, it's crazy that you don't think they're going to call you back for another season, first of all. Um, yeah. But just to have that outlook, it, it is refreshing to, I don't know, there's a sense of ease about it because you're in this moment, you're in this season giving this your all and who knows what will come next. And there's something really right. cool about mm-hmm. that because it shows people that you're doing this for right now. You're not just doing it for the show. Like this mm-hmm. is what you're doing in real life anyway. And yeah, it's However, something I would love to adapt to. I Well, yeah, we'll- I think adopt. adopt, adapt and adopt. adopt. I think something that's more important to talk about right now is that I heard that Steve, your career actually almost went a different direction in TV and you almost kicked Leanne to the side. Uh, you were starring in a show called dream girls. Who <laughs> <laughs> told you about that? <laughs> I don't know. I have secrets that uh, come it came around. in a dream. Tell us a little bit about this. Were you a dream girl? There was, there was a point in my life where I went, I moved to LA. I first moved out there and I was trying to live on couch surf on Leanne's couch, which didn't last very long. And I was framing houses in Long Beach and surfing. And then I heard about background acting. So I went and did some background acting gigs and I was on a couple of shows. I was on uh, die hard and Jericho and dream girls and, Numbers and a bunch. So there was like a couple weeks where I just did background gigs. Oh, nice. And then you realized not for you. I was like, yeah, it wasn't my thing. Well, but tell them about your victory. (laughs) Okay, dream girl. I got to to meet Danny Glover. Danny Glover sat down next to me and we chatted one day. Cool. No, okay, so Steve says, we're back at Christmas time. Steve's like, I was in Dreamgirls. They had the camera right on me. I'm going to be in Dreamgirls where you have to go watch it. So the whole family goes to watch Dreamgirls, which is an extremely long movie. So like two and a half, three hours in, we're like, you know, (laughs) another song, which is a great song, but we're like, okay, Steve, you're not in dream girls. And then this scene comes, he's like, this is my scene. This is my scene. It is thousands of people on a red carpet, thousands. And we're like, okay, you know, good job, Steve. You did good. And then all of a sudden it's only his face. And he has a face like this. I think this was the beginning of when I started wearing a mustache too. Oh my gosh. He had a Fu Manchu and he's like this, his the whole screen is his face and we all jump up. We're screaming. We're high-fiving. Everybody else in the theater is like, what the hell are they cheering for? Yeah. It was so funny. I will never forget it. So (laughs) I think Steve's career was, I mean, very successful according to the Fords. I I probably should get back into my, into acting, back on acting. I thought it was going to be really easy. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Leanne froze. Wait, wait till oh, we get no, her back. She's frozen. It's all right. This is where we make fun of her. Yeah. Go, Steve. <laughs> you know, it was interesting back then because that was like right after we started. And when we started doing this, I was super nervous when the cameras were around. And it was only when like Vince and MB came along that I was like, okay, I'm hanging out with my friends. It's like playtime. Just yeah. be normal. So like even like first season, it was just like I kind of like hit away a lot and just let Leanne run with it, and you know it, it took to that second season where I was like, 
more comfortable. So even when I came to see you guys doing your show, I was just like intimidated and scared. <laughs> yeah. So now going into your third season, obviously you've worked with this crew for a while. Do you feel more comfortable on camera in general or just like within this show? Oh yeah. I feel more comfortable with everything. I mean, obviously the longer you do something, the more comfortable you get. It's, you know, working with construction and camera around gets more comfortable being in front of a camera. You kind of forget that they're there, especially with Vince and Mary Beth, just because I like, I feel like they're my other brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it's actually funny because a lot of the times Leanne and I will kind of, do things and we see their responses yeah and we're like oh this seems to be uh working like and, if vince is laughing behind the camera you know you just said something that was actually yeah funny. and but yeah. he doesn't laugh he does a little giggle he's like a, a like a five-year-old giggle <laughs> yeah and for a right. giant like him to giggle like that is always funny and does leanne yeah. leave all the time just like she did with us um middle of shooting is that I can't remember what you were saying, but I do have another question for you, another random thing, which cracks me up. I find it very entertaining. You need to tell me about your pocket eggs. Both of you. Oh, you're talking to me. That's that's Steve. I thought you were talking to Leanne. I have Krabby Crackers and Steve has pocket eggs. Okay, what's Wait, tell tell us what those are. So I don't don't really leave the house without a couple hard-boiled eggs in my pocket. And... um, (laughs) Sometimes, and I like to keep a little hot sauce and salt and pepper in the car Ooh, sometimes too. Yum. That's so, a good move. It's it's like there was a while where all I ate was like chicken and hard boiled eggs, and then I was trying to like eat more regularly to be healthier, and that just kind of took form. And then I would end up people would know where I was because I would just leave shells behind. <laughs> so you leave shells, but did you also smell like egg? No, I don't think so. Leanne's like, yeah. Leanne's nodding. I mean, yeah. And then like sometimes he'd find an egg from who knows how long ago that he hadn't eaten, like a pocket yeah, egg. rolling from- around in my car. And what did you Those say, Leanne? Cra- like, crackers? That's hilarious. Yeah, we, the Fords, if we're, if we're ever cranky, it's just because we're hungry. Um, so like my mom put, she named it Krabby Crackers and she'd put those cracker sandwiches like in everyone's car, in everyone's bag. I mean, like they were hidden all over the house. It's like coffee for Steve and give the Fords food. And then we're, we're happy as little clams. Have you guys listened to the podcast Finding Fred? No. It's all about Mr. Rogers. and No. Did you, did you, um, watch the movie, the, both the movies, the documentary and his the we tummy. did. We saw the doc first. My fear with the doc was, are they going to take this iconic person who everyone loves and show the dark side of him? But right. there was no dark side. He was genuinely the most sweet and loving person. And uh, and then we watched the movie and it was such a great story. Um, that, that's sort of the father-son relationship and, and whatnot as well. And yeah. it was awesome. I, I always say it. I would go to church of Mr. Rogers. The church I, of Rogers. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was crying before the credits we're done in the beginning. Like, and then actually my Mr. Rogers documentary story, which we grew up very much on Mr. Rogers being Pittsburgh, being like such a great guy. And, um, and I, we went to see Eric and I went to see the documentary. And then that afternoon we found out we were having a baby. Oh, wow. Oh, that's amazing. It was quite a day. You should have called her Roger. 
I know, Little Miss Roger. Oh, ever, so ever is a cute name, though. I love it. So, so what was your process for trying to pick a name? No process, really. We it, it kind of came to us. We were, you know, we we weren't we weren't we didn't think we were gonna have a baby. It was a surprise when it happened. It happened very quickly, and um, so it wasn't like we had anything in life planned in any way. But uh, we had all these cute, fun names that we had on a list, but we weren't really, you know, wasn't a big thing. And then um, at, we were talking, and we were talking about forever. And I, I said, and ever. And Eric said, are you mine forever? And I said, and ever. Aww. And then we looked at each other like, oh my gosh, that's her name. We never looked back. That's cute. So it's if she was a boy, would have been in the same? Did, did you know if, if she if it was uh, she was going to be a boy or a girl? Yeah, we we found out. We just like had the doctor tell us. We're, <laughs> we like didn't do any celebration. I mean, it was crazy. We had the, the um, sonogram, like, doctor tell us so it was very real when you find out their gender it becomes they become actual beings it's really crazy but um yeah so we knew it was a little girl which was mind-blowing see we we've had this conversation because i'm someone who likes to know things at a time and be organized and be ready and this but linda sometimes just wants to flow with the yeah how i'm like go it's, and- it's a baby yeah. And so we, I'm like, God, do we want to know? Do I want to know? Maybe we do. I don't know. So I'm at this point, I feel we don't have to. You know, you think you have everything planned and like yeah. you think you know how you're going to act and react. Yeah. You know, you know, you yeah. just like be okay with going with what you need at that time. Right. And, and everyone and does it differently. Drew needs to just respect whatever Linda wants because Linda. Exactly. I, you, Even you before cut, that, you cut out a little bit. I think you said Drew needs to disrespect everything Linda does. Is that what you said? I think so. Like yeah. it's all about Linda, okay? Yeah, of course, it definitely is. It always is. If you guys were going to take on another show, another um, type of design and renovation, something as a special, what's something that would excite you to, to do? What type? What type of property? Where would it be? You mean to do it within our show, like an old? Doing an old? No, like if you were to do a special, the way like Jonathan and I have done an extra show of brother versus brother where we're competing flipping or when we've done the renovation of a family home, something for us we want to do as a castle one day. Or just anything, not just for a show. Yeah, what would be a fun project that you guys would tackle together? I've always wanted to tackle just like odd buildings. You know, like maybe it's uh, some sort of steel mill building around here Mm. or a caboose or a an old like way station, something like that, something weird or both to convert it or to keep it to, to restore it, uh, to make it into a home. Mm, Cool. To restore something that wasn't supposed to be a home Mm. into a home. Yeah. I think that Leanne is frozen again. Oh, I thought she was just posing. (laughs) (laughs) I I like your ideas too, Leanne. Yes. She's got some good ones. Yeah. (laughs) She's deep in thought. Tell us the real dirt about Leanne now that she's not here. Although she she did she's mention an angel. Early, she did mention earlier. Um, she said when you guys were growing up, you grew up in a very creative um, environment. You guys were always encouraged to to make whatever you want. How was that like through through? I mean, music? we were never we were never told not to do anything. You know, we were always. Hey, hold on one second, Steve. I'm just about to let her back in. What's yeah. one thing that's really embarrassing that I can bring up about her? Just a real quick thing. Uh, Is there anything? Being sandwiched between mattresses. Okay. Oh. 
All right. So when she remember what okay. you're gonna say about Linda's question, and we'll we'll bring it in when she's back. Oh my god, the there two mattresses. What? Wow, sandwiched between two mattresses. <laughs> what did I just miss? <laughs> you tell me. Every time I leave, what like what's this story, Steve? It was actually like the the one of those fold out couches, oh. and we would put it in there, close her up, and then sit on top of it. <laughs> That's a, you tuck her away in the fold up sofa. She wanted it to happen. She like, no, I did it. Is this your show idea? Is this your like other show idea? <laughs> well, we just went off on a tangent. It's a blast from the past. <laughs> no, um, I was saying that I wanted to decorate, uh, make homes out of buildings that weren't ever meant to be home. Yeah. I, I love that. Actually, our, our older brother, JD, he's had that desire as well. He wants to take an old church and convert it into a, a cool home. And we I've actually seen that in the past where they, uh, people mm-hmm. have converted a church or uh, or a small, I don't know, it's almost like a cathedral type property, but um, which is sure. really cool. I like the idea of like an old theater. Mm-hmm. You have like an old opera house or an old theater being turned into mm-hmm. like, like a live work kind of a space would be kind I of I want cool. to take it even further. Like I there's this, thing that I really like down it's next to the river and at one point a like trucks or a train would go under it and it was a tower over the vehicles that would dump probably like slag or right. some sort of material for steel the steel era into whatever truck and I it's just all it is is like four posts and sheet metal and like a sieve in the middle but I was like let's make that I want to live in that that's like your yeah. fort. That's like your ultimate. Your, that'll be your adult tree fort that you get yeah. to do. I can only imagine the permitting for that. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I mean, we did go video that, Steve, didn't we? We might have. It is be- pretty gorgeous. I want to like go look at gorgeous, awesome architecture all over the country and um, explore it. Explored by the Fords. With your brother? <laughs> Well, you know, me and Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Have you pitched Michelle? (laughs) Your mom, get Jackie in there. Um, Have you pitched uh, your your your, the rest of your family for shows, or or do they ever appear? Yeah, they were in. So we did Steve's place last season, and we revealed it to um, our mom and our sister, and they did an awesome job. And uh, the people want more, man. Everyone wants more Jackie Ford. Our mom's yeah. so cute. So we're, uh, we told her bad news. You're on the show. <laughs> it's proud. so sweet. It's like, it's fun to have proud of, you know, proud family. Like, yeah. I think my mom loves the street cred she has, you know, like we can be in any national magazine and that doesn't matter. But when we're in their local paper, oh man. Yeah. 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 You've That's made it. Yeah, so, we have made it. Tell me for each of you guys, what is your favorite thing about your sibling? Oh. About each other. You first, Leanne. Leanne. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, My favorite thing about Steve is, well, I call him the mayor of Pittsburgh because he is, everybody knows him. He knows everybody. They're all, you know, they're all buddies and close. And I like that. He's, He's a fun Friday night hang. And then also... He really can make anything. He can really make anything. All of my crazy ideas that I've come up with that, you know, I tell him the problem. He's, he makes it all happen. And that's his fault because now he's got to make more happen. (laughs) (laughs) But I really appreciate that. He's a creative contractor, which is very hard to come by. 
And that kind of relates to my favorite thing about Leanne is that she has a creative mind that is like kind of beyond mine and challenges me to create things that I didn't know I could or like, I like that challenge that she brings to the table. But he, so, thanks you. And I can pretty much, even though I sometimes have to, I'm like, Oh, come on. Really? Leanne, that's too much. It's, it always kind of works out. So that's cool. I have a, I have a formula now with Steve. Cause anytime I have an idea, he'll just say, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. So I just wait. I say, Oh, okay. Okay. And 24 hours later, he's like, okay, we're going to do it. And, She's frozen for oh, you too. Oh man! And here's how. I'm super cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you were you were finishing up your answer about your childhood, and you you said you were there never you told. Oh no! I was saying that how uh, our parents basically allowed us and support us in any any kind of dreams and ideas that we ever had. So they always kind of if it was they would get us the tools to do whatever it was that we wanted. Or help us along. And yeah. try different things. Right. And, yeah. yeah. We were never nice afraid to, to mess up or to fail or, you know, Steve Steve played the saxophone and I played the flute and we were horrible yeah. at it, but they supported They were happy to see me fake it for years. <laughs> there you go. It makes yeah. all the difference. I feel like, um, you know, we, you know, while we were writing our book, I was pregnant with Ever and kind of analyzing how, how our parents supported us and encouraged us and created this, um, this, you know, universe where we could be creative because we weren't afraid to mess up. And it, it just was so interesting about, I always say it's hugs and high fives, you know, as a, I'm a mom, I'm like, I just want to support ever with everything she's doing and let her try things and not, and you know we're human. We are so imperfect, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't ever remember my parents saying no. They're always yeah. just yes, yes. We can mm-hmm. do that. Well, not with unless it was stupid. Unless you were dangerous. Yeah, unless you were like doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I was an angel as a child. I never tried to do anything that was <laughs> right. A little shady. Like I could hear, I could think of some notes, but. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just being as, you know, and the other thing is like, they were so supportive of us um, that when they were serious and strict and, you know, said, no, we listened. Mm. That was really big. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's a great note for us to wrap up on, but a huge thanks to you guys for for joining us now on our Zoom chat here. uh, Steve is to that side of us. Leanne is below us. So I say, Steve, lean over to your left side and... Hug us and hug down. Leanne, hug up to both Wait. of us. Group hug. Or, or we'll high five. We should high five. We should high Steve. five. Hold on. Steve, oh, put your... We're all going to high five Steve. Woo! All right, so Steve, put your hand to your left. Wait, where are we? Steve, this hand way. to your left. Yeah, and turn your hand out like you're high fiving us. All right. That's awkward. And, and yeah, then awkward. push forward. And I'm and raising the there roof. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. High fives. Love it. so Woo! <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, Enjoy your isolation and your separation because we know you two siblings need to be back together soon because you need to make more amazing shows. Oh, well, thank you for supporting us. We love love hanging out with you two. So come over anytime when when it's time. When it's time. Yes. I would love to. And for making forts. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, Bye, Linda. Bye, guys. Bye, Scots. (laughs) 